there's always room for growth and I will continue growing until I die. Oozing this light and you are drawing people to you. And that's the difference, I think. When you find your passion, find excitement for life, you're bright. Talking to people is my passion. Mm. My passion, people are my passion. Yeah. That's when I light up. I say yes to everything, and I used to say no to everything. But it's acceptable if you're 20s or 30s. You can go and have anything done at that age and nobody gives you a hard time. Suddenly you get into your 50s and you want to do something to improve mm. your skin, your skin texture, whatever, and you're given a hard time. You're being told, oh, why are you trying to look younger? Why are you trying to do this? Why are you trying to do that? Why is it wrong in later life to do something for yourself? 58 now in 2022 is completely different to 58 10 years ago, but we're still aging the same. Hi, I'm Laure Sejean, a former HR director turned into a pro makeup artist and a beauty editor. In this podcast, I want to share another way of looking at beauty from the outside and from the inside, from people who create beauty trends to people who help us feel better within our body from sharing my experience with some beauty products to digging into new ingredients. Welcome to Beauty S'il vous plaît. Hello, hello. <laughs> so today I'm with a special person for me. I'm with Caroline Labouchère. Um, you say that so beautifully. You see, with a bit of a French accent. A <laughs> um, I've known Caroline, we've known each other for probably four years, something like that. And we met at an event. Um, I saw her and I was like, I need to talk to her. I approached you and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a makeup artist. You said, oh wow, you're a makeup artist. Let's shoot together. And I was so amazed on how, you know, kind you were and so open, like you didn't know me and you just like mm, offer like to do a shoot, you know, with me. And I was like just at the beginning of being a makeup artist at the time. Um, so I was, I was very touched and we, we shot like uh, a few times together since then, uh, doing things like more natural, a bit more audacious as well. Um but um, but most of all, like if uh, you don't know Caroline, Caroline is the first grey model uh, in the Middle East, um, and I can tell you that, I mean, she is sharing with others you know how to live the best of your life in your fifties, and even like before and even like after, but just to live the best of your life. So that was like a short introduction, <laughs> but I'm sure that Carolina will be the best to introduce herself. So Carolina, how would you describe yourself? I don't like being asked what I do because I still think of myself in work, a work in progress. I don't know what I'm going to be tomorrow. Today, I'm working on a podcast. 
yes. with you. Uh, and then I will go straight to my new home where I'm, well, I don't know, what would you call me, interior designer, <laughs> um, fixing messes. I am, I don't know what, even what I want to be when I grow up. I I don't know. Maybe I'll interview people on TV. Maybe I will be in a movie. I, I, the sky is the limit. And going back to when I first met you and you said, I, I said, do you want to do some makeup together? The world is full of opportunities. And I think as women, me saying that to you is, is, I don't know. How would you describe it? It's, offering you something and you having the choice to take it up or not and I say yes to everything and I used to say no to everything because it was scary it was unknown and so if I meet you and you get a feeling about somebody don't you you get a warmth um some sort of rapport the French word <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and and so it was obvious to me mm. and also your story of of following your passion and I think that is incredibly important because as women we don't necessarily even know what our passion is yeah that's true I was talking to a few um, or to a lady I can't remember who it was uh, the other day and she was like oh I would love to leave my job. I can't stand my job anymore, but I don't have any passion. I don't know what I would do. Um, so this is like going back to your story uh, as well. How, how did you become a model? Do you define yourself as a model? How, how do you define yourself if... If I have to, yeah. uh, then I say I'm a model because it's easiest mm -hmm. to say that. Mm -hmm. Because everybody wants to put you in a box. Yeah. Then they, whether it's a taxi driver or um, anybody, everybody wants to put somebody in a box and then decide if they want to continue the conversation or walk away. Mm. But if you had the choice, then then it would, it models just easy. Okay. How did you become, how did you get to like become a model? Um, because I mean, before being a model, you know, you followed your husband to the different countries. No, he had to work in as being part of the British army. Correct. correct? Yeah. Um, you traveled many places. You came to Dubai. You were working in the school yeah. as well. Yeah. So wh what happened? What happened from like, in a, from a mindset perspective? Like, you decided, like, I quit this job and I'm going to be a model. And today you have a community as well. I think, okay, being a model was not on my radar. That was not an expected thing. It wasn't a passion. I didn't have a passion. I was working uh, as a receptionist in a school here in Dubai. I'd been doing that job six and a half years. And we'd been through all sorts Uh, David lost his job. We were homeless uh, for six months. Um, that was a pretty. That was probably the worst time in our in our lives. Um, then moving on, I was just a follower. 
I, even though I'm a Leo and I shouldn't be a follower, I was happy being part of David rather than myself. And that has been the big change, realising that I am my own entity. And I think that has just grown as time has gone on. It has been... It's been enlightening for me. And the more people that say, where did this strength come from, makes you stronger. And my, even my children say that I have changed. Because I'm growing. Which possibly happens to people in their 20s or 30s or 40s. It can happen any time. There's always room for growth. And I will continue growing until I die. Um, I hope in a good way. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, not outwards, uh, possibly. Um, but... So, so yes, life is just, it's, it's, it's a journey, isn't it? And this, this new journey happened when I was offered my first modeling job at the age of 53 and said yes to it. I don't quite know where even the strength of saying yes came from, but I did it and I loved it. How old are you today? I'm 57, 58 in July. Okay. My gosh, is that next month? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> I'm excited. But how did that happen? I mean, did you, because I remember that was Mimi who had, so Mimi is Caroline's daughter, um, and she was the one who was offered a job. She was, her boss was looking for a grey model. Okay. In London. And at the time you already had grown your hair? Yes. Yes. Because if you go on Caroline's Instagram, you will see that probably 10 years ago, Caroline had like short hair, blonde hair. Yeah. Different. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, yes. Yeah. I, well, I stopped dyeing it about seven or eight years ago. And, when and I went ash blonde because okay. that's the easier. Because I was 50-50 gray salt and pepper. So there, you can only go two ways. Continue going dark, which I think is not great for your complexion because I think your complexion changes as you age. And it is better. That, you know, the same looking at makeup. It would yeah. be different on my face now because of my hair color than if I was dark-haired. Mm. Why did you decide to uh, to grow your hair gray? A, it was blooming expensive. I mean, every three weeks you were having to color it. Mm. And then you over-dye it. Uh, it's the time it takes. It just... It, Mum was gray. She started going gray in her 20s. So it just seemed like the right thing to do although everybody in Dubai told me not to do it everybody every female I knew in Dubai told me not to do it because there were no great people at that time but there are a few around now yeah indeed yes I mean I think this is a, a, a movement mm. something that happened that you probably created as well like uh, four or five years ago oh what a compliment I'll take that yeah I think so <laughs> I think that you really gave like confidence to women to be who they are and to accept who they are. But it doesn't mean age. It doesn't mean age. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Because you would have like women in their 40s having gray hair. like Even 30s. And even 30s. I mean, I have one of my best friends, Oscar um, Godmother. Hi, Helen, if you're listening to us. Um, and uh, she's, had, she's had gray hair 
since her 20s. So, and had she embraced it all that time? She, um, no, it took her... I, mean, I think that she grown it only a few years ago, like maybe... Um, well, maybe 10 years ago. Right. You have to have a lot of support around you. Yeah. If your husband doesn't like it, then that's one battle. Yeah. Children, yeah, they can get over it. Yeah. But friends, women friends. It's difficult. Yes, the wrath. Yeah. (laughs) Of female friends. Yeah, I think we're still like having a lot of judgment on other women. Yeah. Oh, there's a judgment all the time. All the time. Every which way. All the time. All the time. So... Let's go back to uh, like your first modeling job. Yes. How how was it, how was it? How did it come to you? Oh my why God. did you accept? Why well, I don't know why I accepted. Why did I think I could do that? Mm. Seriously, I, if you pointed a, a camera at me any time during my life, I would hide behind someone. And I, I have very few photographs of myself prior to this because. I didn't like them. Mum didn't like to be photographed, so that was maybe passed on from her. As children, we were brought up not to look in mirrors. If you walk past a mirror, you don't look at yourself in it because that's vanity. So I was brought up not to admire myself, I guess. Mm. Um, And am I allowed to say now that I felt beautiful on that? And you make me feel beautiful. Hindash makes me feel beautiful. Um, Nikki as well. Oh, Nikki as well, yes. (laughs) Uh, Makeup artist generally. Yes. Uh, But that's a different me. Mm. No, that's not me as you can see today. I'm not wearing makeup. I don't wear makeup every day. But I guess maybe they put this face on me and it wasn't really me. Do you think maybe I could express a part of myself because they created somebody? Mm. But I was the only model. So it was just me with people buzzing around me. I felt like a queen. They put me up in a hotel. I was picked up by a car and taken to the studio. And they gave me slippers and a robe. And oh my gosh, it was just... A day, I mean, as you can see, I'm grinning from ear to ear because it was just the most surreal experience. And I rocked it. I got the eight pictures that they put in British Vogue. I did that. I was naked in British Vogue. I felt fantastic. Where did that come from? I don't know. Exactly, yeah. I don't know. But then I came back to Dubai thinking... Hey, I'm a model. I've been a British folk. Hello. And they were like, oh, sorry, we don't know who you are. <laughs> Back down to earth. <laughs> so how, how did you work on your image? You know, back to Dubai, because say back to the reality. I mean, and by the way, you know, when Caroline was talking about like experience, like first shoot, what we say in French is that you have a smile like a banana. So, <laughs> <laughs> so your smile is so big and I so rounded. <laughs> You never <laughs> no, no, we say like a Cheshire cat. Okay. I don't know why it's Cheshire, but like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> better than a banana. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like like having um, having a banana, like you know, instead yeah, of I know smiling. What you're yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so then like back to reality. Yes. 
what what happened like what did you do and did you feel like oh okay so maybe it's like harder than what I thought and I'm actually like yes you know I've done like one shoot yes I did uh Vogue yes UK British Vogue yeah yeah. and um yeah I went I went to some agencies I actually went to some agencies in London with the pictures and they said these are great but you really need different genres you need to get out there and get quite a lot more pictures this isn't really going to work oh okay uh, so I came back to Dubai and luckily I was able to meet uh, photographers makeup artists stylists who wanted to work with me and create pictures um on a collaborative um basis, way, basis yeah. yeah and so that worked out managed to get lots more pictures but still here in Dubai a gray person well, if I say that to you, a grey person in Dubai, you're immediately thinking grandparent mm-hmm. because that's what happens. You know, that sort of that yeah. season where all the grannies and grandpas come over visiting from all over the world. And I was one of those because I was grey. So if I was ever needed in a shoot here, I was aged. Mm. I put on the wire rim glasses, dressed like an older person, and so did you do did you do this kind of shoot of I shoot? did yeah I did yeah right to 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 develop your portfolio I or? did it because I because I didn't know that it was a it was an option mm. and but at the end of the day it was a job and you know you go to these I don't know if you go to jobs like I do but I go to jobs not really knowing what I'm supposed to do I just walk <laughs> in there and I do what I'm told to do on the day um, I don't ask what age am I portraying um, because they're paying me and I will do as I'm told. Yeah. Maybe it's completely wrong. Anyway, I have a fabulous agent now who's um, <laughs> totally on it. What's Abdul, his name again? Abdul. Abdul, Abdul the, the agent. agent. <laughs> he is so good. We worked the other day at midnight because we were working in a gym and it had to be closed. So we worked one till three a.m. That was tough. I mean, it you're was, usually in I'm bed. I'm in bed by 9.30, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yes. It was tough. He went out and got my diet Red Bull for me, and yeah, he looked after me. But he was there the whole time. I want to make sure you're finished by 3, because you're only being paid till 3. Yeah. You know, I, and he's magic. So, Amazing. Yeah, he's you need to have this kind of life. people around you. Are, yeah. Like looking after you, being supportive, yeah. wanting the best you know, for you. He's got my back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we keep moving forward and you keep taking me back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's fine. It's a conversation. So it's okay. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you develop in your portfolio. You're where you are at like today. Um, before starting recording this episode, we were, um, I was just telling, you know, um, at the Queen's Jubilee. So 10 days ago, a week ago. Um, you posted a picture of you and David, David being your husband, uh, when you were... Um, when he got his... He had an MB and an OB, so one of the visits. Yeah, Yes. exactly. And I looked at you and I was like... Who is that? Not who is that. <laughs> I mean, obviously I could recognize you, but I felt like that's not... This, my sister. <laughs> well, that was not the same person. <laughs> Definitely not. No, because I had a camera pointed at my face and I didn't like that and I couldn't hide. 
I know. I was not. I'm not the same person because I'm brave now. You know, we go to events. I turn up, and sometimes I'm alone. Never in a million years would I have gone to any one of those events that we go to alone. Alone. Yeah. I mean, even if I'm meeting you there, I'm still going in alone. Yeah. Uh, and I never would have done that. I mean, I just, uh, I was brought up to be married and go out with my husband and he would go out alone, but I would never go out alone. And I wouldn't get on an aeroplane and travel by myself. I did that once with my daughter and it was a complete disaster. Uh, I left my credit cards in the, in the drawer in the hotel room and oh my gosh it was just awful <laughs> and we nearly missed our flight and it was dreadful and so I didn't feel capable mm-hmm. and the more you tell yourself you can't do something and I used to say I'm not smart and I'm not it's self-belief isn't it mm-hmm. and the words you use and I still occasionally well I was just going to say I still occasionally say I'm not smart but actually I'm brilliant at Wordle have you come across Wordle W-O-R-D-L-E. This um, is a thing on, it's an app, right? It's it a game. Is, it's it's yeah, not an I, app, but it's a game. New York Times. Yeah. Oh my gosh, David and I do it every night. And I'd just like to point out that I win more than he does. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I've seen this game like all, everywhere. So I am smart. Yeah. But I used to tell myself, David was the smart one. I was the other half of the smart one. Mm. I was seeing you on this picture, you know, I said that you were kind of shy. Very shy. And I don't want to say like close, but just like, just being with yourself, you know. Because and there was no light inside mm. me. That's the big difference, isn't it? You know when somebody's alive, alive inside. Yeah. Uh, when I talk about beauty, I say it doesn't matter what they look in like on the outside, because I can be drawn to you. You could be standing in the corner oozing this light and you are drawing people to you. And that's the difference, I think. When you find your passion, find excitement for life, you're bright. Is modeling your passion? No, I think talking to people is my passion. Mm. My passion, people are my passion. Yeah. That's when I light up. That's when I get excited. And that's true because you're doing a lot of lives, yes. Instagram lives yes. with different kind of people, a lot. Yes. So a lot of doctors because yes. you, you're helping women dealing with their hormones. Oh my God. And we've had, that's we've had so, one. yeah, we've had so many conversations like about it, like, and just like a minute ago. I <laughs> so. know, I know because we're all in the same boat. Mm. Uh, well, I'm obviously a bit more advanced down that road, but We need to support each other mm. as women. We need to talk more openly about issues. But whether that's heart, liver, uh, gut, whatever your issue is, the more we talk, the more we're going to find out the answers. And I don't know much about any of these subjects, but I like to speak to experts who do. I'm sent questions by followers, and I try and find out the answers for them. Yeah. I we'll, can't remember many of them because I have menopause brain and I don't remember very much. <laughs> That's why I say I'm not the expert. Um, we'll go back to uh, we'll go back to this, but then mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So I think this is the first episode where we have such an open conversation. Usually it's a bit more structured. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fantastic. It's I love it. Coffee, yes, it? exactly. A, yeah. Only women can talk like this. Look up, down, yeah. sideways, underneath, everything. <laughs> exactly. So Sorry. just going to go back like to the picture and where yes. and how you are today. Yes. What has been, what have you done? What has been you know, the, the work in progress. And I know that we are all a work in progress. All, and I think especially like women, because we're going through like so many things with our hormones mm -hmm. that we constantly need to work on them and other things, obviously. Um, but what have you done to open, I'm going to say to open your face, but maybe even like to open yourself? I think once you have lit, once you understand that there is something inside you to light and once it's ignited you have the choice of dampening it down and forgetting it and believing there are no possibilities or letting it grow and the excitement the feeling inside I can feel it now is a sort of little tingly little nervous because you don't know what's ahead of you. But that's a good thing, I think. Mm -hmm. You know that feeling when you have a boyfriend for the first time? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I kind of do remember. And I do remember at one stage in my married life, we've been married for 31 years this year and couldn't be happier. You know, he, my husband's incredibly annoying. Um, but I wouldn't change him for anyone. <laughs> David, if you listen to us. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I adore him. And, and everybody's annoying. So why would you change your annoying husband number one for annoying husband number two? That's so true. So just stay with, stay with what you've got. Um, and I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, where was I going? Where was I at the beginning of that? Uh, the light that. inside you. Yeah. Completely lost that uh, train of thought. Um, my husband was being annoying. Can't remember. That's okay. That's okay. So it's not okay. It's really annoying because I'll remember a little bit later. So then we'll go back to it. You know, this is how yeah, this might episode goes. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> then you text. You text me. Yeah, and so I can imagine if anyone's listening to this, they'll be trying to tell us you were talking about. You were talking about um, my annoying husband. Um, the light inside. I can't. I really can't remember. I'm so sorry. Now I'm dithering. Um, So the light inside you, so you have a choice of, of, of letting it grow and giving yourself permission mm. to grow. And I got this email out of the blue saying, we'd like to invite you to Beijing to enter a beauty pageant. What an incredible experience. Yeah, but what, you know, who gets an email? <laughs> saying, come to Beijing next week <laughs> and enter a beauty pageant. But did it, who, who gets that? Yeah. David's saying, yeah, really. And I'm going, yeah, really. And I said, okay, well, let's have a Zoom. Okay. You can be in on the Zoom. So yeah. we talked to this guy in Paris. Yeah. And he's saying, no, it's legit. Um, so I said, okay. Yeah, because you works. can think it's a, it's a scam. Yeah, absolutely. As a, as, 
just going just going there by myself. Anyway, so I said, who else is going? He named a couple of people. I looked them up. I actually chatted to a couple on Instagram. Uh, one was the French um, participant. Yeah. And what was the name? I can't remember. I'm so sorry. There's a couple, a few of them. Sandrine? No. Okay, it's okay. She doesn't remember. That's fine. I don't remember. Um, but there was Canada, Germany, yeah. America, all sorts of people. And they said, yes, I'm going, uh, my agent has organized it. So I thought, okay, well, I haven't got an agent, but okay, I'll do it. So within a week, I'd got my visa, off to Beijing by myself. Who does that? How, how did you feel like in Beijing? Beijing is like completely different. I mean, Joe went there like yeah. a few times. Yeah, we, didn't, no, not, we no. didn't see Beijing. No, no, he went to Shanghai, not Beijing. But we didn't yeah. see it, okay. literally. Uh, picked up from the airport by a young guy and a young girl. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, I don't know. In the dark, in a car, country roads. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but presumably at some stage we'll... And nobody nobody in China speaks English. I know. <laughs> and I, I expected everybody to speak English. And the food was not what it's like in a Chinese restaurant either. It was nothing like that. Chicken's feet. Ooh. I lived on almonds for the oh. week. And so we went to a hotel. We pretty much practiced every day walking. Um, and then the event. And I won. I know. You were the queen. I felt like a queen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is so true how you shake on that stage. You know, if you've ever watched a beauty pageant and you see them waiting for the result and they're all standing there shaking, it's just like that. But even even in your 50s. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a, that's got nothing to do with age. Exactly. It's just a, yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, but so interesting how the women changed over that week. In what sense? Well, I had no perception really of what we were doing other than, yes, it was a competition, but I didn't really think, I didn't, I don't remember thinking I want to win. Mm. It was just the most incredible experience. Yeah. Anyway, so they were all really friendly, but there was quite a lot of separation the closer it got to the day, which was weird. So but interesting. I guess normal. I guess it depends how competitive you are. Yeah. Are you competitive? I would say I am. <laughs> <laughs> but on this on am. this one, you on were... On this occasion, I felt like I was watching the women more than mm. in with the women. Also, their common language seemed to be French. The Europeans okay. uh, spoke a lot of French. So they were all sort of in a group. Mm. Um So it was, it was, it was weird. It was a very weird feeling, but I did it and I won and I got in, I think I felt, because I was running the Dubai marathon the next day. And so I had to race back, um, upgraded because I won <laughs> and I wore my crown in business class because I was so happy and Yeah, I ran the marathon the next day. Then my uh, Instagram account got hacked, got home to put on, finished the marathon, and it had gone. So that was pretty scary. And super stressful. Oh, my God. Super because, stressful. Because you're out of control. There's nothing you can do. Exactly. You just have to sit and wait, send a, a picture of you yeah. looking like a prison person holding up a 
<laughs> number that they've sent to you with a newspaper with the date mm. on it and all sorts of things. Anyway, yeah. I managed to get it back, thank God. But And we'd we've gone off on one again. Yes, again. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What um how how would you so we talked about like yeah I know um I believe that we all have you know this light in we us. Do. Sometimes, you know, we can enlighten it. Sometimes we can't or we don't. Yeah. It, I was going to say there is no, mum always used to say there's no such word as can't, mm. which is something that has stuck with me. Yeah. And it's, it's easier to say, mm. I don't have that light or mm. I can't light it. Mm. That's the easy option. Mm. So you can take the easy option. And I'm not going to, nobody is going to give you a hard time for take because that is the norm, I think. Mm. I think it's really a matter of being afraid. Yes. Like being afraid of what could happen or what's going to happen. Am I going to be able to handle it or not? You know what I mean? Am I going to fail? Am I going to be successful? If I'm not successful, what are others not going to say? But fail, I think in your 50s, there isn't a fail. If I go for a casting and I don't get the job, to me, that's not failing. It mm -hmm. just means I wasn't the right person for the job. We are all different. Yeah. And especially in your middle years, you become, if you have taken that path, you become quite a strong entity. So I'm like Marmite. You're going to love me or hate me. <laughs> hopefully not too much hate don't like that word <laughs> but we are all very individual unlike young models who are more similar you know they mm. they are molded mm. to a kardashian mm. dare i say that are they <laughs> do you know there are many yeah. young people who look yeah. the same they've all got the lips i know got the hair they've all they're all the same i know so so that's going to be much harder to choose one mm. Whereas I mean, that, that's so. Walking, you're going to yeah. like me or not like me, and then and that's it. Yeah, that's funny that you're saying this because this is one of the next. I mean, I'll talk uh, on this podcast about how social media can um, impact, you know, ourselves. Yeah. Um, and they, and they look, that's that is fine. Yeah, yeah. for them. As long as they're happy. As long as they're happy. Um, what, what did you do? Like, oh, okay. Let me rephrase this. What do you do to maintain you know, your skin? Because your skin is flawless. I mean, I can see, you know, it's, it's radiant. I know you're putting a lot of SPF because you're running. Are you still running? No. You don't run anymore? Not at the moment. Okay. I'm going to start when we move house. Okay. In the hottest time of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not looking forward to that. So, okay, so you're not training at the moment. Um, but what are the things that, you know, are helping you to feel good, you know, in your body, in your mind? Um, yeah. Uh, Body-wise, I'm not happy with my skin texture at all. Okay, Why? Uh, it's crepey. It's saggy. Okay. It's 
not what I want. Mm. Yes, it's normal. Yes, people are giving me a hard time for me not liking it, but it's my choice not to like it. So I I had, actually I had um, one left knee because Dr. Natalia, my wonderful dermatologist, tells me to only do one side so I can actually see if there's a difference. So I had fillers and profilo body in my left thigh. Okay, that one. this one, yeah. Yeah, no difference. Mm. No no, no difference. No difference. No difference, thank you. I'm having Morpheus 8 on Thursday. What is it? Another skin texture thing. Okay. I, I'm going to keep trying stuff. Yeah. Until I find out if there's anything that works. Yeah. And again, I will only do one leg. Yeah. If it works, I'll get both done, if I'm lucky enough. But... It's kind of um, a thing that I have that I want to tell you not to bother with something because I'm lucky enough to try it. Don't waste your money on it. Like all therapy. Oh my gosh. Don't bother. It costs a lot of money and it hurts like nothing. So what is it? Don't ask me. All, th- all, th- all therapy. All it's therapy. A, it's, a, okay. it, it's sort of a muscle... I don't, I don't even know. See, I don't know these things. I just go and try them okay. because somebody tells me it's going to work. Okay, so you try, but what did they do? They do like injection? They did. No, it's not injection. It's it literally. It's, it must be an electric current because you can feel it in your toes. Yeah. When it's doing your neck. Yeah, because and, everything is linked. Like yes, all our muscles are linked, and, and in your shoulders, and the pain is excruciating. And what is it supposed to do? What, what were the results that you were... No result. I know, but what did they tell you that tightening. you... Like, what, the jawline? Skin or? tightening. Skin. Like, everywhere in the body? Or no, just no, like no, just in the neck. In the neck? Yeah. yeah. Didn't work? It doesn't work, no. Okay. No. What are the things that are working, that you have done, and that you're lower, happy with? Lower facelift. The what? Lower facelift. Lower facelift. Yeah. Save your money. Don't spend on any of that other stuff. Think, okay, well, I would have had jaw filler, for example. I don't know how expensive that is, but it's you need quite a lot of filler, I think, for mm. jaw filler. So put that in, put that aside. All therapy, might have tried that, put that aside. By the time you put it all aside in a few years, then you've got your lower facelift, which is permanent. Does it hurt? No, it really didn't. And I was on Instagram within three days. And no one noticed. I no think, bruising. No. I think we, we shot together like a few weeks after and you told me, oh yeah, I, I did like this. And I was like, really? Yeah. It didn't yeah. show. But also it's very subtle. It's it's not tight and um, Joan Rivers type facelift. Mm. Why did you do it? Because you... Because I could see jowls appearing and my mum has really good gels and my granny had really good gels and I didn't want good gels and I'd been asking Dr Claudia for about five years and she'd get to say no no you're not ready you're not ready you're not ready you were and not finally ready finally she said you're ready now oh that's it I'm doing it why, why did she say that you were not ready it wasn't I, I my gels were not good enough <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Yeah, I um, I went to see Dr. Claudia uh, for other reasons that I might reveal, like, you know, one day with you guys. But I felt that she really knows, like, her job. Uh, she's an artist. She paints. She is. And I believe yeah. that she sees different things. And there will be people who, who hear me say that I try stuff and I don't really know what it's doing. But I'm told it's going to work and I want to try it to then be able to say whether it works or not. I mean, but at the end of the day, if something like our therapy worked, it would be on the front of every newspaper and everybody would have it. They wouldn't deal with anything else. They would only have that, wouldn't they? Hmm. Therefore, it's not magic. Yeah. But I think that today probably, you know, um, we're trying to find like other options that for people that don't want to have like any surgeries or aesthetic or I surgeries. That. And you can spend your, obviously you can mm. spend your money on anything you want, as long as you have realistic expectations. Mm. And yes, after a facial, you're going to come out glowing. Yeah. The skin is plumper. Yeah. Because it's been pummeled to death probably so therefore it's plumper it's a little bit swollen it looks great yeah but that's temporary so how much money are you spending on temporary fixes mm. that's what i'm saying yeah so you better go like to do like a surgery that is permanent rather than to you, you don't have any facial so you... it depends what your expectations are okay and if you really don't want surgery then there is no option but to keep playing around mm. Are you doing this for yourself or are you doing this for your job? Oh, no, 100% for myself. Mm. Because now I actually look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mum. <laughs> um, which um, you know, maybe is not a good thing. But I believe that the there are ways to fix things these days. And we're moving on. This is 2022. So 10 years ago, it was unacceptable it is it's acceptable if you're 20s or 30s you can go and have anything done at that age and nobody gives you a hard time suddenly you get into your 50s and you want to do something to improve your skin your skin texture whatever and you're given a hard time you're being told oh why are you trying to look younger why are you trying to do this why are you trying to do that why is it wrong in later life to do something for yourself who are telling you this? It's a perception. It's a perception. Yeah. It's mm. the messages I get. I don't get many negative messages, but mm. I don't think those people would message a 30-year-old and say, why are you doing that? Because it seems normal for younger people to do things to themselves. And maybe because it doesn't show neither. You know, it doesn't show as much, you know, when you're in your 50s or 60s and you do something like your surgery then you would see, oh, yeah, she has done something. Because but I don't think anyone says that to me. Mm. I get a harder time from those who say, oh, you're so natural, you're so natural, you're so natural, you're naturally beautiful. And I say, well, actually, I've had a facelift and I had a brow lift. And they say, oh, I can't believe you did that. That's so wrong. And oh, so and after, I'm, going to, so I'm going to unfollow you now because I thought you were natural. Well, I have never said that I'm natural. So followers of people, you know, are telling you, oh, you look gorgeous, yes. you look so natural, yes. you're amazing. And the minute you tell them, well, actually, because being honest, yes. you tell them, no, I've done this and this. Yes. And they tell you, 
oh, yes. I'm unfollowing you. Exactly. Which I think it's, um, I mean, this is their choice, obviously. Uh, but, um, but you're not following me because you think I'm naturally beautiful. Hopefully you're following me because of other things. Yeah, probably, but I think there's one thing is, you know, when you go on your Instagram page, first, indeed, you know, you rarely, you rarely wear makeup. Are people are going to understand this phrase? Rarely wear <laughs> Rare makeup. makeup. Yes. <laughs> so, indeed, you look natural. You have a natural beauty that we can see on your page and you're not putting any filters, no nothing, as far as I know. Correct. I don't like filters yeah. at all. Because I wouldn't remember what filter I used last time, so I wouldn't be able to be consistent. <laughs> um, so I think this is where the perception is coming from. Yes, well, but Claudia would say, I have enhanced my natural beauty. Yeah. That is what she would say. Yeah. Rather than changing, although my face is a little bit different. I think the, the main thing that's different is my eyes because they were quite droopy um and that was the one thing after i had my brow lift was that i didn't think i looked like my son as much because he has those eyes but i my eyes reminded me of my father and i don't have a relationship with my father and so that was sort of another thing that i didn't want so i wanted to open up my eyes because i think that makes you it definitely makes you look a bit younger you can put makeup on your <laughs> eyebrows because you have your eyelids because you actually have eyelids again um but also it eradicated that uh gene mm. but then you're following you know who you want to be as well exactly yeah and i do not regret either of those things and i don't believe i look fake Um, I've done them for myself and mm. I'm very, very happy that I did them. Can I ask you like, um, so, you know, about like the, uh, brow lift or, you know, you removing, you know, some excess, you know, of your, uh, eyelid skin. So you didn't do that. I did. Oh, you I did, did that. Okay. Uh, yes, I did that, um, in my thirties actually. Okay. Because I had very droopy eyes. Because it doesn't show. No, it doesn't show. Do it. <laughs> it doesn't show. <laughs> and also it heals really quickly. Mm. Uh, but I got it done and I remember coming home um, and wearing sunglasses in the house. And Max didn't really think anything of it. But Mimi was in behind those sunglasses within a nanosecond of walking into the room. She is so on it. Mum, what have you done? Why have you done that? No, 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 no. So, Indy, like, with what you have done, what was... The per I mean, what was the, um, how do you say, um, David's thought about them? Very anti. Very anti. But how did you convince him? No. How I did you do it? Him. I just told him I was doing it. Mm. Uh, the eyelids. Um, I don't remember ever asking. I've never asked permission. I wouldn't ask permission from him. It was never that kind of relationship. Um. But the, I think if something makes you unhappy and you tell your partner you're unhappy, why would your partner tell you not to do it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, but he doesn't like Botox or anything like that. Yeah. But then, but David, you told me I'm beautiful. If I'm, <laughs> you're telling me I'm beautiful and I had Botox, then that means that you like Botox. <laughs> you know that the thing, I mean, uh, obviously, I just want to remember, like, or to remind everyone that uh, your choice of doing things or not doing things, you know, I mean, this is your choice. We all respect that as long as you're happy and you feel good about you, whatever you're doing or not doing, this is the most important. So, And that is your totally exactly, up to yeah, you. Exactly. But, but it would be really good if those people weren't mean to those people who did it. Yeah. Just because they don't agree with it. So I'm going to tell you something. So, and, and go back to what you were saying about David as well. Um, but for years, I was like anti Botox, anti fillers, anti I think I everything. I when you didn't like that. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I think it's also, it's cultural. Like in France and in the French culture, it's a lot about accepting yourself, you know, as you are, um, using natural products you know and beauty products and um and and it i mean for some people it works you know I and mean, some people they are happy you know about that do you think maybe people were having botox not telling everyone sorry say it again do you think people were having botox and not saying they were having it oh yes yeah, yeah okay. definitely but i think you have a way of having botox so oh, for sure yeah so basically um I was like, you know, 35 and I remember like oh, I, when I changed, you know, career, I was like, I would never do Botox. I would never do this. And I tried a few years after. You joined the dark side. Yeah, but I didn't like it at it some point. Depends who you, who you have. Exactly. And this is my point is, no. so I'm doing Botox, but I'm doing like very small because I don't like to, I still want to express, you know, with my eyebrows, you know, mm-hmm. to do like the angry face with mm-hmm. my kids. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, to be able to smile properly. And um, so, yeah, but I think it's also like a matter of, you know, does it make you happy or not? Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and as you said, like it was the same with Joe. It's, you know, he told me, oh, yeah, you look gorgeous, you know, you look amazing. And then I was like, yeah, it's because I'm doing Botox. But he didn't know it until recently. And I think a lot of people around me, they don't know about that. Because, again, you know, when you say, like, in French culture, it's like something like, like boo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. But, uh, but as you said, you know, today, I also believe that you have so many options to help you to probably to age better. Either it's um, a facial or either you want to go for surgery or you want to go for a bit of Botox or, or fillers. Or PRP. Or PRP, whatever. Exactly. That, you know, why not? And if they bring out a pill that's going to get rid of my saggy skin, I'll take it. <laughs> I seriously, I... Uh, yeah. But, Okay. Isn't it because, and I'm going to ask you the question, isn't it because you are you don't want to age? Um, it's because I'm not yet 60. I'm nearly 58. And I think 58 now in 2022 is completely different to 58 10 years ago. But we're still aging the same. Mm. So our bodies are not keeping up with... 
I don't know, with, with the way we're aging. So I can still go out with a bunch of 20, 30-year-olds, but you wouldn't have done that you know, back when we were Flintstones. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you, so Back in the I, days. Back in the days, we yeah. were going to be dying any minute. I think, not I th- yeah, anymore. I think, I'm going to be mm-hmm. around for 30, 40 years. So why wouldn't I try and hold back what is happening to my body if I can? Mm. Because I don't want to walk around hunched over. I want to put my shoulders back and walk into a room in a proud manner. I want to do anything I can in that grunting, which I do. When I sit down or I get up, I go, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Because that's aging me. Mm. So, you know, it's, so I feel like we're fighting things now that in 10 years time, there'll be something. Because in 10 years time, maybe we're going to be aging another 10 years. So you'll be living until 110 in 10 years yeah. time instead of, Do you want to live that long? It depends if they bring that pill out to get rid of the aged skin. (laughs) 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 Otherwise, I'm going to be like sitting there in the corner like a raisin. (laughs) So that's Caroline's conditions. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also an attitude. It is an attitude. It is an attitude. So, you know, I can see, for instance, my mum. My mum, she's 70... So sorry, so 51, we're on 22, so she's 77. No, she's, holy she. <laughs> wow, my mum's 78. Yeah, so, oh my God, I can't calculate anymore. So uh, let me do a quick, quick one. Pam, pam, pam. She's 71. Right. She's 71. Right. And I bet she looks fabulous. Yeah, I mean, she has age, obviously. Um she hasn't done Botox, she hasn't done facelift, she hasn't done anything, but her attitude is like so young. She has so much energy. I mean, I can see, you know, when I go and see her, like in France, you know, when she's looking after the kids or even when she comes over here, so much energy. And I don't know how she does, you know, she's like super positive. So, you know, one of the things she's probably taking like a HRT. So this is helping a lot in lifting, you know, your mood. Yeah as well um feeling yourself (laughs) instead of an alien yeah exactly so like we had a conversation about that just before starting this episode um but um yeah so i think it's it it goes also like you know how do you feel within yourself yeah when i see my mum, uh and it can be well this time around it was nearly three years so so oh my god she had aged so much mm. and it's quite a shock mm. when you see somebody after after a long period of time mm. physically yeah 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 quite sad um and just not quite the person that you knew mm. i think being shut down for a long period of time at any age but but when you're alone alone yeah it's not helping not healthy it, at no. all no. at all um, so yeah, going back to the people, people are what also helps you stay young. Yeah. Yeah. So you're quite a sporty 
person. Yeah, and I'm doing sport, I'm sporty. <laughs> uh, yes, well, because I like to be trim. Mm-hmm. So that is ultimately, although I do love a challenge. So David and I did the 100-kilometer run in 2019. Um, was it in South Africa, this one? No, that was the uh, two oceans. That was 56 kilometers. Uh, and we thought then that wasn't long enough. So then we thought we'd do 100 kilometers. And that took over 16 hours. But now I'm thinking, I kind of want to do that again. I need another challenge. But you know what it's like training here in Dubai. You know, we, when we were training yeah. for that, we'd drive to Hatter. So you'd drive for an hour, run for two hours, drive back for an hour. Well, that did you in for the whole day. <laughs> so you lose a day, really, when you're training like that. It's So you went to Hatter to have the same condition, like the same terrain? The hills. Yeah, the hills. Yeah. 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 But in fact, the hills in England and fields and, you know, those ruts that tractors make. Yeah. So you get the rut and then it dries and it's a sort of hole that you put your foot in and turn your ankle. And it was dark. Uh, we finished at 2 a.m. It was not fun. How, how do you find the strength? Because I'm running, but I'm running like 20 minutes. Okay, that's more or less my maximum. I've done like a 10 kilometers five, six years ago. How do you find the strength to, 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 to run so long? I ran my first marathon when I was 50. Mm. So you have time. Wow. It's, there are different phases in your life. You know, you've got little kids. Yeah. Give yourself a break. Yeah. <laughs> It is not the time for you. Oh, I'm not saying that I'm going to run a marathon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 uh, Um, Max, uh, so you know David is a is um, a world champion in his age group yeah. for triathlon, and Max, who is our son, who is now 27, has said, you know, he went through that grunting teenage, why is everyone running, why is everyone doing stuff, and was never going to do anything. Then I think two years ago he got a bike, and now... He signed up for an Ironman. Wow. There are diff different phases. You know, a year ago, yeah. he would have said, I'm never going to run an Ironman. Um, but he signed up. Mimi is doing Ironman as well. No. No? She's, she's a runner. She's a runner. Yeah. Okay. Good runner. She runs consistently every day. But again, that's... It's not really, uh, f for David and for Max, it's a fitness thing. But for Mimi and me, it's keeping our weight level mm. i like to be the same weight all the time or a little bit under but i don't like to be over how do you do that like being a woman but having said that i don't weigh myself i judge it by my clothes ah. so you don't have a scale at home i do have one but david is in david's bathroom and he uses it regularly and i actually can't even remember the last time i weighed myself wow but it's your clothes so you put your mm. trousers on and think oh they're a bit snug Because as women, you know, we fluctuate. I know that yeah, I fluctuate. You've got those hormones going on, remember? Yeah, I know, yeah. But I do fluctuate you know, from two to three kilos you know, a month. And when I get like over three, or the two, water retention, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's so frustrating. My hormones are quite level now. And I refuse to put that middle weight on that people say you get during menopause. I started getting it, but I don't have it now. 
How do you do that? Food. So what's... Okay. I'm sure everyone is going to uh, be interested by this question because how you look, what, what are you eating? What's the... What's your day diet or what, uh, you know, food, what... Uh... It suits some people and it doesn't suit others. Mm. Low carb. Okay. So no bread, no rice, no pasta, no potatoes. Unless it's the weekend, I'm allowed a pizza. Uh, but not every weekend, but during the week, very strict with myself, Monday to Friday. So it would be a few nuts... Brazil nuts, probably walnuts, because they're the best of the bunch. Um, cheese, bacon. So I'll make a bolognese and I'll eat the bolognese and then I'll make just enough pasta for David um, or a chili, something like that. And I'll eat the meat. Um, so you would only eat the meat? Yeah. You would leave like the rice or the pasta to oh, David? Yeah. Or you okay. would have like a salad around or other... Vegetables. Um, them, I probably would. I probably just have spinach with that. Mm -hmm. But then we'd have a, just a salad one night, which would be tuna, nuts, uh, barberries. You know? Do you know barberries? No. They're Iranian berries. Oh yeah. Just so good. They're tart little things, and a whole mix of things in with a salad. And we would eat that. So David will eat anything I give him. He inhales food. He doesn't even touch it. I mean, he doesn't even smell it, taste it. He literally inhales it. And he'll eat anything, luckily, be it beans on toast or um, steak and chips. Goes down the same way. No sugar? No sweet? No, no chocolate? Well, I'm eating a coconut latte, drinking a coconut latte, which is... Not great, but I like my coconut lattes, so... That, Every day. That, that's all I've had today. And I probably won't eat anything until I get home, which probably be around two. That was your breakfast? Yeah. That's your breakfast? Yeah. Um, how do you... just becomes habit. Eating is habit, isn't it? Oh, it's breakfast time. I must eat. Oh, it's lunch time. I must eat. Mm. Why must you? Now that is just the way that what works for you for me, yeah. Which is not what works for probably the majority of yeah. people. But I've been living this way for a long time, for mm. many years, and it works. But how do you manage? On you know, you're being invited to so many restaurants. You are being invited to so many events, and usually events, no, they bring like. Um, a glass of bubbles or yeah. like something champagne, else. Yes, champagne. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I never say no. So, is the champagne? No, it's prosecco. Okay, no, I won't have that. Thank you very much. I love a glass of real champagne. Mm. So we'll never say no to that. <laughs> um, eating wise, so you will not have like the the, the canapes. Yeah, the canapes. Um, Are you eating before going to an event? No. No. I, if something looks really good, then I'll maybe eat a bit of it and give the rest to David if he's there. He is my dustbin. He is really handy to have. Um, or I'll take a bite of something and say, I don't like that, eat that. Um, yeah, he is annoying, but I do love him. It, it's, um, I don't... I don't know. If I'm really hungry, I'll eat a bread roll. 
it depends how my day has unfolded, but generally I won't eat the bread rolls. Mm. And when you're given food in a restaurant, it would be meat and veg and a carb of some sort, wouldn't it? Yeah. So you just choose what to eat. What to eat. Mm. So you're really disciplined. Or is it a discipline or just a habit? It's both. I don't want to. I want to be my weight. Mm-hmm. My, I keep on using that term, which is really bad. And it's the same with diet. It isn't, it's a lifestyle. It isn't a diet for yeah. me. I like to be the size that I am. And that is more important for me than eating for the sake of eating. And I think that's what many people do. What it's do you, a social thing to do. It is, also. it is. But what do you do when you are invited to some friends? Like for dinner or for, I don't know, barbecue. There's always something to eat. Mm. There's always, and if it's all carbs and processed meat, I was invited somewhere not long ago. And even the slices of meat on the table, I think, oh, great, sliced roast beef or whatever it was. But on a good look at it, it was processed. What do you mean processed? It was chewed up and spat out and reformed. Okay. So not just a piece of meat sliced. Yeah. It was you know, regurgitated is what yeah. the term I use. So I didn't eat it. Mm. And so I probably would have picked some salad or something. If I don't like the look of something, or even if I take a bite of a biscuit and it's not that great, I'll throw the rest of the biscuit away instead of eating it. So you're not forcing yourself? No. I was brought up to eat everything on my plate. Don't tell Which me. we all yeah. were, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even you being younger than me, mm. we were told to finish everything and there were poor people around the world and la, 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 la. Do you say that to your children? Maybe sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> see, we're keeping it going. No, but I mean, me, the philosophy that I have, that we have with our children is, you, if they don't know the food, try the food. You like yes. it? Yes. Perfect. You eat it. Yes. You don't like it. You don't eat it. And sometimes, you know, there are things on the table they don't want to eat. So we would do for them like, you know, bread and um, um, and cheese or bread, you know, or ham or something that I know they would eat because they need to eat. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm. But they don't actually need to eat. You have to remember that. Yeah. So there are people who only eat. You hear of people on the news. They only eat bread and jam. Mm. Okay, we'll let them eat bread and jam. Mm. Max, our son, didn't eat vegetables mm. ever. And he went to prep school when he was eight. And the house mistress said, don't you worry, he'll eat vegetables here. Well, he was at prep school until he went to uh, public school at the age of, what would he have been, about 13, still not eating vegetables. And I'd try and get him to have those vitamin pills and things because I was worried and everybody said, oh, my goodness. Well, he was born in India. He lived in India for the first six months of his life and he used to lick the soles of shoes and we'd think, oh, my God, he's going to... What's going to happen to him? Well, he is so strong. He is strong as an ox. He is a rugby player, a sportsman, about to do his triathlon, and he's just started eating vegetables. At 27? Yeah. So there is hope. Yeah, and you, and don't push it because it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do to make it happen. He still doesn't eat fruit. 
I didn't eat fruit, but... For any reason? It's full of sugar. So you're avoiding sugar? Mm. It's natural sugar, but it's still nature's sugar. But isn't fruit good for your body, for your, I don't know, intestine, for your... You can get it otherwise. Mm. I mean, I, I think roughage probably would be, but you can get that from vegetables. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm quite healthy. Oh, yeah, I know that you're okay. And I haven't eaten fruit for many, many years. Yeah. Many years. I mean, it's it's just like, I think really like, you know, for the audience, um, to understand like another way of, you know, looking or not looking after ourselves or yourself, but just to understand, you know, based on your body is and how you're looking after yourself, you know, to maintain you know, this body while... You're 57. Are you already menopause? Yeah. Okay. Being menopause, where usually, you know, the, the fear of any woman is, oh, you're being menopause, you're going to put on weight. Yes. Because everybody says that, mm. and it does happen. Mm -hmm. But I part of me thinks you allow it to happen, mm -hmm. because you're saying it's going to happen. Mm. It's happening to everybody around me, therefore it's going to happen to me. So... You have to eat less. You have to eat differently. You have to change your lifestyle. Exercise is less important than what you're putting in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But exercises can help you like to tone Oh, your for body. sure. I should be, and I will yeah. get back to it, but I'm just out of the zone at the moment, get back to, to lifting some weight because I know I have to do that and I'm slacking. But you're not running at the moment and you're not... Not doing anything good. at the moment. No. I was just, my headspace is not... It's not there. there. Yeah. And as I said earlier, there are different times in your life when you do different things. I, I freaked myself out by doing that bodybuilding. You know, I was going to do that uh, bikini competition. Yes. And I started getting bigger. My body was changing shape. And my clothes were fitting differently. And I hated it. And in fact, David and I did a live. And I turned to him and I said... I've stopped. And he just said, thank God for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't told him that I had stopped. Um, and, and, and it was, I don't know, a week or something. And then we did that, the live. And, and I just told him and he, he had no idea that I had stopped. I didn't like the way my body was changing at all. I just like it lean. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's really interesting Um, that you can change your body over a period of time but take it back but then losing that weight I'm now crepey, saggy hiding that stuff now so doing doing this um, weight lift um, training that you have done for like I did uh, it for four or five months yeah so this has to obviously like you gain muscles yes Which stretches the skin. Exactly. And now that you have stopped... Yes. Your skin is sagging, is yes. it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So basically, once you start... So I'm empty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I don't want to fill it up again. I don't want to put on weight or build the muscle as big as it was. Yeah. So I'm still going to have that saggy skin. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, I know the world is a dreadful place and... This is not important to anyone else, but it's my story. Exactly, yeah. 
And honestly, I totally agree with you. We're all different. We, and I think we're getting to a, a time where we need to respect more people, you know, of what they like, what they're doing, as long as they are happy. Yeah. They make them I think happy. I can't see that happening anytime soon. No? No. I'd like to say that we're all going to end up being happy, but... I think if we open the conversation or the more we talk about it, you know, it should happen. No? It would be lovely. Yeah. It would be so lovely. Yeah. But even if one person's happier, even if one person thinks, I don't know, I want that light lit inside me, and finding that passion, which is hard, Mm -hmm. the more you talk to people about what their passions are, and you're thinking, oh, no, I wouldn't do that, wouldn't do that, wouldn't do that. Oh, but I could do this. Maybe. And then it grows and grows and grows. Yeah. Just, um, to, I mean, talking about that, um, you know, when I change career from being an HR director to being a makeup artist and you then... Completely changed. Completely I mean, changed. Completely different now to, to the person that I met. And... Yeah, confident. Am I really? You okay. Mm. <laughs> you grew quickly. Yeah, I'm always like I don't know if I grew quickly, you but did. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm taking that compliment then. You take that. Um, but it's for me. It was like a gift coming from the sky, and I was not expecting that. I mean. Yeah, I love makeup. Big step. Big step. Like it's like a 180 degrees like change. Yeah. So where I was an HR director for at when I was like 32, which is like a very quick um, career growth in in HR. Um, And then I quit, you know, after like when I was 35 after a burnout. But that was all really emotional for you too. I ha- but I had burnout. to. I had to. But I think it's a sign. I don't know. It's you know. I feel that like it was kind of a sign from the universe, mm-hmm. telling me that okay, so you have done your job as an HR director, thirty-two, thirty-five. You're done. Now this burnout is for you. That I'm. We are telling you to stop to and to change and yeah. to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know this kind. Of, I don't know. It's just like one of the thoughts that I had like a few weeks ago that I realized that. Basically, I am where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And um, like, you know, being a makeup artist, being a beauty editor uh, that I've launched, you know, this podcast, many things are coming as I know for me. And I just feel that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And I just feel like this is where I need to be. That's it. So I don't know if this is what you feel about, you know, your, your, your career change, you know, that it happened when you were 53. Just like out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be yet. Okay. I feel like there's more. Yeah. But I know that I have helped women. Yeah. Be that you messaging me and saying, I live in Illinois, I can't find um, a menopause specialist. So I'll put out on my page, does anybody, can anybody recommend a menopause specialist? I'll get a response back. I'll put out the story and that person will find a specialist. That helping that one person is good enough for me. So right now, 
that is good enough for me, helping women. But I don't feel like I'm yet reached where I'm supposed to be. I think it's a work of pro uh, in progress now, as you said. Yeah. It's a constant evolution of where we're supposed to go and if we are, are supposed to achieve you know, anything specific. Yeah. And that we're not supposed to have achieved it by the time we're middle-aged. Yeah. There is so much more life beyond that. And you can continue achieving. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm still like 40. And I'm just like, oh, well, what am I going to be at 57, 58? I'm excited to be 60. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. But uh, do you know, even on the, on the, on the way here, uh, they were talking on the radio about um, perception of ages and not wanting to be a certain age. 40 for me was the worst. I cried on my 40th birthday, 50th. I was so excited. Why did But you cry? 40, I don't know. I didn't want to be 40. It seemed so big. Mm. Like, I'm a grown-up now. <laughs> I But, still don't feel like a grown-up. Yeah. My daughter treats me like a child. <laughs> Your daughter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I feel that... Um, 40, I was not excited to be 40 neither. But on the other hand, I feel that 40 is bringing me this... Um, how do you say? The, 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 the feeling of choice. That I can make choice. That that's big. Yeah. That I can choose, you know what I want to do, and this is my time, kind of. Well, it just gets better when your children get older. Yeah. You'll be more of your time. You can go to the cinema at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are landing towards the end of this uh, episode, Carolina. Um, What, what would be, if you could like, if you if you could give three advice to women of your age, for them to feel better with themselves, what would it be? I think if going back to basics, probably go and see a dermatologist, get your skin sorted out. So you don't have to wear makeup. You're more confident if your skin is good. And you can get good skin at any age. My skin is better now than it has ever been. I never used to look after my skin. I sunbathed. So and, on this, before yes. going back. Yes. yes. <laughs> so do you have any skincare regime? Uh, yes. It's very basic, though. I love an oil cleanser. Okay. And any? Any? Any. Any. <laughs> any is the word. Uh, yeah, any. Uh, I'm using one. I can't remember the, the brand. It's called Dream. And okay. it has a lovely lavender smell. Okay. Uh, DeSavory by DeSavory. D-E-S-A-V-E-R-Y. Mm -hmm. And it has a the most wonderful smell, which is very relaxing in the evening. So I love an oil cleanser, which I take off with a flannel. Yeah. I love a, I good, love flannel. a good flannel. Yes. Yeah. It has to be new flannel every day, or not a new one, but a clean one every day. Don't reuse them. And a Vaseline. You know me and my Vaseline. Right down the middle, not on the sides, because otherwise I stick to the pillow. But yeah, down the middle. Clever. It takes some getting used to. It's doesn't It doesn't smell great, mm -hmm. and the texture really takes some getting used to. But it traps moisture inside your face. Mm. And that is 
the main aim, isn't it, to, mm. to moisturize your skin? So moist, uh, Vaseline down the middle of my neck as well. Um, I really could put it all over my body, but how yucky would that be? Uh, yeah, so no eye cream. Um, No retinol, no, no tretinoin. You, you used to I'm be on tretinoin. Yes, but I've had uh, some laser treatment for the pigmentation which I had around the outside of my face. So okay. I was fine on the looking forward in the mirror at your face, but you don't actually see. We all need mirrors. <laughs> Those mirrors are completely surrounding. Um, but you know, around my ears, my hairline, I had pigmentation Uh, which I didn't notice, but Dr. Natalia did, and she is my dermatologist. So she said, I've got a laser, I could do something about that. So we did that. Uh, so I'm not using retinol at the moment. But yes, okay. a, not a retinol, a retinoid. Retinoid, is, yeah. Yes, because retinol is like... Less potent. Doing. Yeah, or not potent at all. At all. Yeah. So, so it, retinoid, tretinoin, is yeah. prescribed. Yeah. Although you can buy it here, a cretin. Okay. You can buy 0.025, 0.05. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't start higher than 0.025, but it's about 30 dirhams. Yeah. But I think it's better to go and see like a, yeah. a doctor. Just and, to, yeah. Yes. But a good one, not one that sells products. No, exactly. So I went to see Dr. Natalia three months ago. And? And uh, she put me on tretinoin. So I, <clears throat> I need to go again. But yeah, it's, uh, and, I've, and I've seen some changes, you know, on, uh, on my face. So I used to have some <clears throat> pigmentation around there. Right. It's nearly So it doesn't have uh, hydroquinone in it? I think so, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's for the, so it's pre it's for the pigmentation. Yeah. So it is uh, prescribed. It's being done specifically for me. Yes. By a laboratory. Yes. Uh, so They're it's not on the counter. Yeah. Uh, laboratory. Okay, so um, Vaseline, Vaseline um, I have a mix. Mm. I know. Do, but no, it but just because it's spots, it doesn't clog your pores. It's not because of this. Uh, it's no, just because but it's made by. I believe that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's not this. It's just because it's made you know, uh, from petroleum. Yes. And petroleum is. But it's in pretty much everything. What? Petroleum. Mm, uh, you yes. speak to Natalia about it. She did. She'd done a whole thing on it, okay. and you know she's brought out a book. I know. I need to. I need to read it. It's I need to be buy a book it. Launch, and you're on the list. Yeah. And I did her makeup. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So, Vaseline, just because you know you have petroleum, you know, in there, and I'll yeah, talk with Dr. Natalia yeah, on this about right. this. <clears throat> and because petroleum is um, is, uh, is a hormone disruptor, so I'm avoid, avoiding you know, this kind of product. Yeah, but you need to go deeper into that. Yeah. And again, you know, there was there's this guy that I follow on Instagram who I really like, and he's so sensible. But he, the other day, he did a um, an that the pill was the number three most carcinogenic product out there. Mm. Well. And then there's you know, all these hundreds of comments after me saying, I'm so glad you're saying this, so glad you're saying this. If you speak to my gynecologist, who is fantastic, she'll say it's absolute rubbish. My GP, absolute rubbish. What is he in saying that? Mm. There are just two sides to every flipping story. Who do you believe? 
It's the same with HRT. Yeah. Don't do it. You mustn't do it. Don't do it. Do it. I think we need to understand what can be the impact on your health, on your body, on anything that you But decide to do. if you go. don't have it, what are the repercussions? You know, that as well. Oh, de definitely, yeah, definitely. But I think it's good to understand, like, you, you know. You have to understand, but you exactly. have to speak to two people about yeah. it. The, yeah. the, because one person is going to have very, like me saying to you, try HRT. Just yeah. try it, because I'm pro it. Yeah. And then somebody else saying to you, well, because Don't you're quite anti. Because, yeah. I'm not so, anti. I'm not anti. I need to understand more about it. But what I went off, like, the birth controlling pill. Yeah, but controlling pill. Yeah, uh, just because I had enough, you know, of having like um, synthetic you no know, hormones in my body, and it didn't suit me. So yes, you now after this, you have you have a lot of work, and this is a work in progress, you know, to understand your body, to understand what works for you, what good food you no know, is good for you, what you should do, etc., etc. But obviously, you know, as women, we are evolving, our age is evolving, our body is evolving much more than men. So therefore, that you know, we're talking about that, you know, you can have like. Um, breakdown so like I would say I'm going to talk about, you know about me like more easily yeah. emotions em emotions yeah. exactly emotions coming and sometimes you don't know where it's coming from because no. it's really like up and down yeah like from just a second yeah totally normal and then And when it's done, it's done. It's gone. You know, like, yeah. okay, yeah. I, I've done. I'm over that, yeah. but maybe yeah. so-and-so isn't over that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit the roof. I'm back down again. I've left you there. <laughs> And then no one around us, like, understand what's going on. Okay, so that's going to be another... <laughs> another subject. <laughs> another yeah, episode. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so one thing. So you are doing... Uh, Vaseline. Vaseline. Yeah, um, tretinoin <clears throat> when, uh, when I'm not doing laser, yeah. Okay. So this is what you do for your yep. skin. Okay. Boring, huh? No. <laughs> no, but I like, you know, I feel also today, I've, I'm, I'm kind of a bit of um, overputting like 10,000 products on my face. So I try to you be like... You and the rest of the world. Yeah, maybe. But like before I was, you know, I used to put like vitamin C... Uh, another. Oh, I, I used to do that, and yeah. I loved it, and I thought it was I working it, yes. really well. I actually am using Sunday Riley's uh, vitamin C. C cream at the moment, moisturizer. Just, yeah. I love the smell. The CEO. Oh, the, yes. the rich cream. I love this Smells one. Smells of lemons yeah. and oranges, and some. But I'm using it for no other reason than I love the smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's so funny because I, I think that we are talking about this cream at nearly each episode. Oh, really? Is someone else talking about it? Oh, how funny. <laughs> I mean, this is just favorite cream. This is, I think, Steffi's that, you know, the really? our photographer. Yes. Uh, who else we talked about? Yeah. I mean, That is so funny. Yeah. Isn't it funny how things pop up and I know. It's crazy. Appear. It's crazy. Um, and I literally opened it two days ago. So that is it really smells good. It. I feel it's really moisturizing your skin. It's like, it feels so good yeah. on the skin. I've actually added this into it today. Elemis Superfood. So this is your foundation? Well, it's not a foundation. It's just sort of... Um, it's giving some reflecting. glow. Reflecting. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So I'm holding in my hand the Elemis Superfood Glow Priming Moisturizer. It's with kom kombucha. 
Like the, the writing is too small, I can't read it. Ah, yeah, okay. So, yeah. But it's... Kombucha Glow Moisturizer. I don't know this product. Try a little bit on the back of your hand. I, did, I add it to the moisturizer and it's very reflecting. Yeah. It's to get glowing skin. It's not great if you get a lot stuck in your eyebrows, though, because then they shine I... like gold beacons. <laughs> <laughs> they shine like diamonds. Um, so this is one of the things that you're putting after your skincare? Skin, no, stop with the skincare. Okay, let's, okay, okay. We've moved on. We moved on. This morning, I used CEO, yeah. Sunday Rally, yeah. and I put a little bit of that and in this. with it. Okay, yeah, together. mixing. Well, yeah. Or one on one, top of yeah, it. Yeah, one on top. I put okay. a bit of that on top. Yeah, just a bit. Nice. Yeah. Um, what are your three favorite beauty products? Makeup, skincare, we won't talk about the skincare. Anything by Charlotte Tilbury. Yeah. Love. I love it. Love it. And the other night I was using just grab these. The Hollywood filter. Yes. And I don't put foundation on very often, but I was going out in the evening with my daughter and she took a picture of the two of us and bloom and heck, my skin looked great yeah with those so i dab them you know how people when you see on instagram they put they put the colors on all together at the same time and then brush them all in so they meld together and i did that and it was brilliant it was working it worked really well yes so then a little bit of uh, so what are those what so uh it was the hollywood flawless filter this is one of my favorite i'm using it on my clients no underneath the skin on top of their um underneath yeah not underneath the skin underneath the makeup on top of makeup as well it's great when you want to give a bit more of a glow in your foundation this is okay i didn't i don't it. use foundation i just yeah use you those. don't use your foundation okay yeah. yeah then i use that so this is the oh yes i think this one is so difficult to get this is the charlotte tidbury uh, beauty light wand the pillow talk collection pillow to everything pillow pillow talk, talk everything amazing. pillow talk yes But everything Charlotte Tilbury is good. I know. It's really, really good. Okay, so then mascara, Charlotte Tilbury mascara. Yeah, and then the pillow that nude gasm face palette. Yeah. And this is mainly like if you want to do a bit sort of, of a bronzer contour, type bronzer, thing. highlighter, yes. even a bit of a blush. Yes. Uh, so a bit of that. Ah, uh, this is the nude gasm. Yeah, this is from the nude uh, collection. Uh, then um, a bit of Hindash. <gasps> I love it. Lip pencil, which I, I love use this as one. an eyeliner also. Ah, but I love, this is the Hush Lip Tone Pencil. I love this one. It's it's creamy. It, it goes, on, goes so, on so well. So well. So well. Um, even better than the Charlotte Tilbury. It goes on even better yeah. than the Charlotte Tilbury. Although I still... I bought, I think I bought like two of them because I knew I would love it. Yes. So just to have it like in stock. <laughs> Maybe to use it for myself as well, but yeah, this is one of my favorites yeah. as well. Um, and I've lost his lipstick annoyingly, so I didn't bring his lipstick. But then those from Rifa. eyebrow. Yeah. Rifa is not in the region. You got it from the UK. Uh, I think it came from the States, actually. Or from the States, yeah. Yeah. But it's brilliant. Because we've talked about uh, eyebrow glue, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. And I and that this, to me, is the best. Okay. It You put your eyebrows where you want them to be and they stay there. <laughs> it's so funny because I was looking at... I can't and that's Refi. Refi. R-E-F-I. Why? Why, sorry. And this is the kind of a broad gel, but it's looking more like a primer. It's, it's white. 
Um, and I, f I can't remember if it was like, it was on TikTok or on Instagram. Someone was talking about this and said, try this and thank me later. Oh, I'm like, try okay. this and thank me later. So now I'm going to buy <laughs> one of those. Hindash put this on me. I took it to Hindash and said, I love this. Or maybe he introduced, oh no, I can't remember. But yeah. I was talking to him and he was putting, he said, and then he did that. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So basically, so you have on one side, you have the brush where you put the product. And then on the other side, you have another brush to And I owned it for about up. three months and had no idea. You take, you pull the lid off and under it is your um, brush. And yeah, yeah, and I didn't know it was there. Wow, Hindash told me that. He's brilliant. There you go. He is brilliant, and he's lovely. Yeah, he is. As are you. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and the same refi for you uh, as a brow pencil. Yes. What is the one beauty product that you always have with you? Uh, lip gloss, probably. Mm. Any. I don't lick my lips all the time. They are dry. Yeah. All the time all the time drives me insane and now i have a really bad habit of licking my lips because they're always dry yeah but it is do you like you know hot weather the sand the ac that we constantly yucky day in. today and the ac yes yes so yeah it would have to be lip gloss after lip gloss it would be mascara yeah because everybody needs a bit of mascara i love mascara i'm not wearing any today because you can Right on time. Right on time, because I'm English. I've <laughs> been here for 12 years, and I'm determined to stay on time. So I, I were able like, to put a bit of you know, concealer and foundation and a bit of uh, blush, but no mascara. And I was like, you know what? It's Caroline. Podcast. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, where do you get your inspiration from? Other women. Any woman? Yeah. Yeah, you inspire me. Oh. Women inspire women. Yeah. Um, oh, recently I was asked by an entity to make a video about who inspired me. And the person prior to me had said their father inspired them and their mother inspired them. They both had cancer and they were both inspirational. And I sent my video in and I said, women inspire me. Generally, people I get messages from saying, I don't know which way to turn or I've turned and I've, you know, more excited about life than that is inspirational. Everyday people getting excited about their own lives, that's inspirational. And they said, no, this isn't good enough. We don't want this. This isn't what we wanted. Oh, they wanted to have someone in specific. Yes. Why, why aren't we able, like, just to be inclusive, you know, even about, you it's know, not, what people think? It's, it's not just that. It's your perception and everyone else's perception, exactly, isn't yes. it? Yeah. And it? And it was me being authentic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you want me to make it up. Okay, my husband's inspirational. Yes, my husband is incredibly inspirational. But generally, women are amazing. Mm -hmm. We are at so many things and we should all give ourselves a pat on the back mm. <laughs> doing it right now um who would you who would you like to see as a next guest uh on beauty s'il vous plaît podcast one of my best friends dot natalia yeah, has to be dot natalia but she's going back 
to England on the 4th, 4th, I think. Of July. Yeah. Okay. We have to get her in here quick. Uh, but she is, I mean, A, she's great. Yeah, she is. B, she is a great dermatologist. She isn't just a beautician, a beauty skin specialist. She is a Mohs surgeon. Her thing is skin cancer. So foremost, she is a skin doctor. Mm. But she's no fuss. And she might say to you when you come in, stop putting anything in your face for a whole week, be it makeup, cleanser, anything, if she believes that's the right thing for you. And you just have to go with the flow. And go see, with her. This is what I like about her. So I went to see her. I had a consultation with her a few months ago again. Um, and I like that, you know, she is direct, transparent yep. about what he, she thinks. Uh, and she's a great person. She's and a great person. she's not trying to sell you anything. No, exactly. such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Dr. Natalia. Dr. Natalia. Yeah. So um, she was on my list even before you came to, uh, to see me. Uh, I was wearing another, I was preparing another episode with someone else. And she also mentioned Dr. Natalia. So oh. she needs to be on this podcast. She does. Um, where can we find you? How can we contact you? I respond to all of my DMs except marriage proposals. <laughs> she, she is taken, guys. Like, <laughs> leave know. her alone. And I don't very often to respond, where do you come from or how old are you? Because it's in my bio. Mm -hmm. So if you're actually interested, you may have looked at my bio So I don't tend to answer how old are you or where are you from. Okay. Otherwise, I'm more than happy to say hello. So on Instagram? Instagram DM, yes. Uh, my Caroline Labouchere. Yeah. Or my website, um, which has got a list of procedures I've had done, things that have worked, things that haven't worked. What's your website? CarolineLabouchere.com. Okay. All together. And you stay at so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Boucherie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so please reach out and ask anything you want. Caroline, that was, um, you know, I love this episode because it took us in so many different places. Um, and indeed, you know, what I feel that we talked about topic subjects that are going to interest no other woman. Um, how can we accept ourselves you know, while we are aging? What can we do? What we cannot do? Or it's mostly like what we can do, uh, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've known you like for many years now. We've worked together. We've done so many shows together. And every single time, you know, I see you, we talk about uh, things that are helping me. So I want to thank you. Thank you. Very sweet. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming today. Oh, I've got to go off to the house now. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. This is our first home in nearly 31 years of marriage, and it is a real challenge. Yeah. Big it dreams. is a challenge, yeah. Big dreams at any age. It will come true. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining me in this episode today. If you enjoy it, please rate it with five stars, leave a comment and share it with at least two of your friends. This will help the podcast to be more visible and high in the rank. I cannot wait to have you in my next episode to talk more about beauty. In the meantime, take care of yourself and remember, be your own kind of beautiful. <laughs>